0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Sports Biz. Here's truly Fred Wallen, Sports Biz Los Angeles, almost every week uh, across America and certainly here in Southern California. You can email us at any point, sportsfred at aol.com. We're taping this on uh, Wednesday at 5.03 p.m. And good friend Tom Hofarth of the uh, Los Angeles Times and the uh, sports business Journal and now I discovered the LA Business Journal. Tom went through a medical procedure earlier today but he's a trooper and he's doing the show and how you feeling? Well I've
2: been better but I look a little uh, punch drunk but I you know I'm getting I'm getting I'm rallying I'm, I want to rally here because uh, you know these things happen to everybody It's a little skin cancer you know living in California you got to deal with it and you, you seem to be familiar with it.
1: 20 years ago, um, I had basal cell and uh, went through the Mohs that I think you went through today. And uh, I have the world's best dermatologist, uh, but you live like in the South Bay, and I live way out in the Caneo Valley. So I don't think you're going to drive to see uh, uh, one of the best dermatologists. Uh, She's also (laughs) gorgeous, by the way. Daphne (laughs) (laughs) Panicotakis. I happen to be the world's worst patient. You have to understand that. (laughs) I had it a second time, and she never told me until she had taken it out. Because she knew oh. she knew I'd go crazy. So I'm uh, no joke. And uh, uh, but again, it was basal. So if folks, if you're going to get skin cancer, God forbid, of uh, the three, you don't want melanoma and basal is the best of the three. If such a thing, as far as cancer is concerned. But talking about troopers on Sunday, if you remember correctly, it rained on and off and I'm turning direct TV. And uh, not for long, I'm going to switch, but I am turning the direct TV channels and I come to TVG and I see a race from Los Alamitos in the afternoon
0: and it's
1: pouring rain at that time. And I'm saying to myself, haven't they learned a lesson? 37 horses, I believe died at Santa Anita, five or six died at Del Mar and uh, Los Alamitos said they wouldn't race in the rain, but they were racing in the rain. Tom Hofarth, your thoughts?
2: It, there's a lesson to be learned in that uh, if, if something's going to happen, and if it's raining, you're not going to win the argument because that is, that is like the huge red flag for anything. I mean, Del Mar canceled its Thanksgiving Day race um, two days before because it was a rain forecast. They didn't even want to mess with it. Um, and, and this comes up again because I'm, I'm doing a piece for the LA Business Journal. It's supposed to come out on Monday. And it's basically talking to the organizers at Santa Anita and how they're going to – they don't like to use the word damage control, but it's like how are you going to go forward with this message that things are safe, Uh, you've done your due diligence, you've you've heard the protests, you've been under the – the california horse racing board and la Dist- la county district attorney's thumb and everyone's expecting a, a an investigation to be released soon before the winter fall meeting starts on the day after christmas and um it's it, it's the astonish the Stronich group feels like they have a new uh, uh, ceo in place with craig Fravel who used to run the breeders cup and it's a uh, it's, it's a thing where we're talking about the business of horse racing, and, um, you know, some of the things that Fravel says in the story are, are basically saying, yeah, we've, we've done everything. You know, sometimes it's good to have hard times, to seek ways to improve, but, uh, you know, they're still racing on the same track. They haven't changed from dirt to synthetic, and that was, I think, synthetic was something that one of the, the California Racing Board uh, commissioners suggested they do because um, that's you know, a surface that did not cause all these problems and, and reading more about it. Um, some of the jockeys say that when it rains, they pack it down and that makes it almost like running on concrete. So there, of course, you're going to have stress fractures and, and things like that. The jockeys don't even want to race on those days because if they happen to fall, you know, it's, it's, it's no, it's, it's no picnic for them. Um, but that's kind of the state of the, 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 the business right now is they're, they're coming off a Breeders' Cup where they had a record handle and betting, great attendance at Santa Anita, and everything went well until the, the very last race when a horse did get clipped and, and was injured and then had to be euthanized. So, you know, I, you, you were very strong in your opinion about the the, the sport having to shut down and fix itself and i am hopeful that they have but it's it's uh from doing this story i'm not all that convinced things are, are going in a great direction i mean i think they're hopeful but i don't think they can guarantee anything
1: all right what legally i'm not a lawyer you're not a lawyer but legally what strength does the governor have what strength does the california's legislature have to close it down if necessary or at least to make some changes if necessary and obviously things are necessary so what strength uh, do we have in government
2: i think they do have some sort of a uh, say in this because the, the racetracks have to sort of oblige by whatever they decide otherwise they cancel their licensing and that's and that's really where they hold the card in all this um so, uh, you know, Governor Newsom has been very strong about this. There's been even a, a couple other politicians who, you know, have obviously been listening to the animal rights people, and and as they should be, because they're that's the constituency they have to listen to. Um, it, it's I, I don't know where this is going to go, but when Santa Anita starts up the day after Christmas, they better have everything lined up, because one slip-up in this thing is probably going to cause a, a huge domino effect in how they operate. And, th- and this meeting that starts on, on December 26th goes all the way to June, and one of the big races every year is the Santa Anita Derby, which is usually the winner is, is one of the favorites in the Kentucky Derby and you know gets set up, uh, lined up as a Triple Crown you know, candidate. And the horse racing business, as an owner, is 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 pretty sketchy to start with. It's it's not real profitable, but um, at least they have races where they can win and they can recoup their money. But it's really a uh, a sport that has um, you know it's more of a an, an ego thing, and it's really uh, um, one that you hope it's not just uh, based on how many people bet, how many people attend. It's really it's got to be based on whether the horsemen and horsewomen are confident. That the tracks are up to speed and and are safe and have all the bets in line and and have all the precautions in line and if they don't then they'll take their business elsewhere and uh, that that's kind of where it is right now. It's just sort of a wait and see what happens. But I you know luckily for Los Alamitos there wasn't anything you know that could have set up another chain of events.
1: Tom Holforth with us, uh, Los Angeles Times. Uh la sports uh, LA business Journal and the sports business Journal and uh, formerly for many many years at the LA daily news and folks uh, if you're if you're listening to uh, sports business Los Angeles for the very first time and uh, my name is Fred Wallen and uh, I have growing up horse racing was up there right with baseball and college basketball is my love I, I used to beg my Parents to drive me, my mom or dad. And if they couldn't, I begged my Aunt Sally to drive me to the track. That's how much I loved it. it was I a used great to see Aunt
2: Sally at the track. We used to, yeah, we used to share beer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was a heavy drinker. And, 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 and the point I'm trying to make is it took a lot for Fred to understand what's going on here. I actually sure. worked my college schedule around getting to Santa Anita and Hollywood Park. So I, I wasn't an animal rights person. I mean, I would never hurt anything, but I never realized how some of these horses were treated and now when 35 Died at uh, San Anita, and 37 died at San Anita, and five or six died at Del Mar. And I think we're just gambling on something that we don't need to gamble. State of Florida closed dog racing. And again, as much as I used to love the sport, I think we ought to close it. Love your emails, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Very quickly, Tom, uh, NBA ratings down 27%. And I find that astounding. I'll tell you why. Because all the national games – You know, if ESPN's carrying two national games, or TNT, or the uh, NBA Network is carrying two national games, almost every day it's one of the two Los Angeles teams, and we're a big media market. So how can the ratings be down 27%? Yeah,
2: as we're talking right now, I'm watching the Clippers-Raptors game, and the game is both on ESPN and on the local prime ticket, and and it's just... um, The the ratings story has been one that's come up the last few weeks, and everyone has – there's probably a list of 12 different reasons why the ratings are down, and I don't know which one to believe. But to me, I don't turn the meter on until Christmas Day because I don't think the season really starts until then, and especially – with the length of the season being 82 games and the playoffs the way it is, you know, you can be in any position on Christmas Day and still make the playoffs and still be in a good position. And it was funny because last year at this time, Christmas Day was when LeBron James got injured in a, in a national televised game against Golden State. He missed 30-something games, and that kind of cooked the whole Lakers season. So no matter how the Lakers were rolling at that point with LeBron, it didn't matter because the rest of the season was was unraveled at, that, at this point. Now you've got the two L.A. teams – Probably two of the three, two or top two or three teams in the league, based on the ESPN Power Index and, and everything else, the measurement of the, of the play by LeBron and, and uh, AD and the Clippers right now, it, they're just rolling and it's, they're fun to watch. Um, but I, they also the, the, another uh, very distinct uh, uh, timeline in this is next Thursday uh, on the nineteenth. TNT has a doubleheader where they have the clippers and rockets playing in one game and i think before that game is the lakers at milwaukee so there's your you know <laughs> that that's a huge thing and but the key to that there is a doubleheader is there's no nfl competition anymore so that's where i think that's when you can really start measuring you know whether we're up and down or not and uh... i i think all those who panic and 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 Adam Silver saying, you know, the the, the TV model is broken. You know, it, you know, it's 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 sort of grasping at straws to me. Uh, that I don't I don't know why they worry about it, worrying about it so much because I don't think it's I think it will self correct once you know things really kick in in January.
1: Sports Business Los Angeles. You're truly Fred Wall, and that's Tom Hoforth of the uh, Los Angeles Times on Saturday morning. Tom Hoforth. Mostly negative, negative <laughs> USC fans uh, writing into your newspaper concerning the the rehiring of Helton. Your thoughts?
2: Well, one of the interesting takes I got from watching my favorite show is pardon the interruption with uh, Will Bond and and sure. Kornheiser. And when they came on a day or two after Helton was rehired officially, I thought they nailed it really, really, really well by saying. If football and they were using USC as an example, where football fans really feel entitled to having a winning program. And it's not just a magic thing that you can just snap your finger and hire the coach that's going to win everything. There's a lot involved in a, in a team succeeding and then succeeding on a on a, on a consistent level. And um, you, not every program is going to have a Nick Saban or, where, or whoever leading their program. And Notre Dame is is, is prime example of a team that's been in national prominence for years, but you know, for the last ten, have been you know struggling to really keep that profile up, and you and you can't again fire a Clay Helton unless you have somebody lined up who you think is going to do it. And if Urban Meyer was the guy, it didn't seem to happen. If Bob Stoops was the guy, it didn't happen. So the fact the USC finished eight and four, I thought was pretty impressive with their injuries, their youth, overcoming things. They they seem to rally around Helton, and now. They're going to the Holiday Bowl, which I think is, is is pretty good as far as a a PR tool, a marketing tool for them, because you stay close. Fans from LA can go see the game. People in San Diego, there's a hardcore of, of San Diego alums who who will go to the game. It's it's not a high price game to get in. Uh, Iowa, to me, unfortunately, I, I would love to see a Michigan game, but, um, you know, that's just the way it goes. And it's funny. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I went to the Orange Bowl in 2003 when USC played Iowa, and that was a really big deal back then because that was like Pete Carroll's one of his first successful years. Carson Palmer won the Heisman that year. Sure. And uh, a a lot of USC fans traveled to that game. They were really excited. Like, finally, USC is back. We're playing Iowa, which was, you know, I think ranked third at the time. USC was ranked fifth, and it was USC just just dominated the game. And Mike Williams had a great game. And one of the things, one of the great things, I'm sitting in the stands, and somebody stands up at some point later in the game and goes, "Uh, we have a situation in the parking lot where there's a tractor with its lights on, it's an Iowa license plate, and it says E I E I O, and the whole place just went crazy. It's like now USC, USC is back to being you know snide and 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 snarky and everything else. You know we can we can start berating our opponents again and. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think that's uh, they're in that place anymore, and I don't think Iowa's in that place anymore. But you know what? It's 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 not. There's no magic bullet to get your program back into national prominence, and and the, as soon as the alumni realize that, it's like you just it, that's the reality of the sport. And coaches are burning out, and players are transferring, you know, on a whim, and you know, recruits. Now you see you, you see people who are you know players, high school players now are. Are changing their minds on their oral commitments, and that's going to happen all the time. It's just you're dealing with high school kids, who, you know, teenagers. This is what they do. And to, to bank your credibility and your program on, 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 on teenagers is, is a, it's a tough, tough thing to do, uh, no matter basketball, football, any sport in college. But uh, just uh, so many of these alums need reality checks to me.
1: Tom in 60 seconds and only 60 seconds. I, <laughs> I don't know. Seriously. I, I want to throw this out here because it's important as far as uh, LA sports business. A uh, quarter of a century ago, um, Jim Abbott was a free agent and oh. I was doing uh, KMPC 710. And uh, after one of the shows, Jackie Autry called me and she said, you're the only one that understands. And I said, what? She said that we don't want to resign him. And uh, the point is, uh, they offer just enough for Jim Abbott to say no. I think yeah. the Dodgers have offered just enough for Garrett Cole to say no, uh, for Strasburg to say no, and I'm guessing that uh, Rendon is going to say no in 60 seconds. Tom, is that am I uh, on target or not?
2: Well, I don't know what the Dodgers and Angels' priorities are, but if if you're trying to make a splash, to me the Angels have been burned by making splash signings, whether it's Pujols or you know going to um, I'm blanking on the guy from, from the Rangers, uh, the outfielder. Um, help perfect. me out here. Help me out here. Hamilton, the guy that didn't uh, pan
1: out. Josh Hamilton, right. yes.
2: Right. So when they sign players and they, they don't pan out, and, and pitching is some so much of a crapshoot, um, it's, it's too bad that the Angels didn't get him. I thought Cole would have been perfect for Orange County. I thought the Dodgers would have. Could have made a great splash by that, but they, you know, maybe they, maybe their priority is re-sign Ryu. Who knows? But Rendon, I think, it has a has a better chance of signing with the Dodgers or Angels because of, he's a position player. He's stable. He's got a good track record. Um, pitching has always been a glamour signing, and I don't know. The Yankees just seem to, to don't care about how this works out. And apparently, Cole has a five-year, you know, opt-out, so it's not what it looks like. It could change. But the way pitchers are, if you have one or two good years as a pitcher, your stock goes way up. And if you have Boros as your agent, you're, you're sailing pretty well. And I think this is—it was just one of those perfect storms for Cole um, to sign with the Yankees. But I don't think that's a sign of, of anything. I, I think I think um, the Angels, I think, still have some some chance of getting somebody good. I think they needed two or three pitchers. I don't think they need just one guy. So. <laughs> Uh, with 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 what's out there, I don't think they're sunk. I don't think the Dodgers are sunk either. Cole was just the, the giant plum that the Yankees have picked.
1: Tom Hofarth, you were indeed a trooper tonight, uh, right here on uh, Sports <laughs> Business Los Angeles. Lie down, feel better, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, right here.
2: You you made me feel better by coming to do this, so thank you for having the opportunity.
1: Tom Hofarth of the L.A. Times, Sports Business Journal, and uh, the uh, L.A. Business Journal, and. Um, I guess you know your name. My name is Fred Wong. You can email us, sportsfred at AOL.com. Back next week, I think. And uh, Mario, thank you for putting this together. And we see you soon right here on Sports Business Los Angeles on Believe. Bye, everybody.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,